0: And I think of all the wives and all the husbands that not only before they came to Christ hurt each other. And when they come to Christ, sometimes it's very hard to forgive and forget what happened in the past. But yet the Bible says that if we are Christians, we need to put those things away and bury them once and for all.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Continuing our series celebrating the power of God's love, Raul will challenge us to get our year off to a strong start by pursuing healthier relationships with our family members. It's so easy to hold grudges and keep a record of wrongs, but you'll see today that God can give you the strength to let go and forgive. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins today's message, The Character of Christian Love.
0: One of the things about the Bible, it's so amazing when you're traveling through and journeying through the Bible, and then you come to this little, little book called Philemon, and you begin to read it only 25 verses long, but how powerful the Word of God is, especially when Paul is a writer. What's amazing about Philemon, if you have your Bibles turned there is that Philemon was one of the prison epistles. Ephesians and Colossians and Philemon and Philippians are the major prison epistles of Paul the Apostle. Paul was in jail in Rome in writing. And what's interesting about this little uh, book of Philemon is that Philemon had a servant by the name of Aniphorus. And he stole from his master. And then he ran away. And when he ran away. He went to Rome. And the Lord in directing oniphorus He actually ended up. In prison with Paul. Where Paul got to share the gospel with him. And he got saved. And Paul restored him. Beautiful. Beautiful story here. Of God's love. And God's forgiveness. For each one of us individually. But think of all the people that you and I have met over the years that we've communicated to. And I think of all the people, starting with not only family members, that somehow over a period of time, over years, whatever happens, there seems to be a breaking up of family members. Where family members are not talking to one another. They hate each other. There's bitterness. And at the same time, when you think that we're supposed to be loving and kind and forgiving, and we're supposed to be Christians, our character should be the character of love. The character of forgiveness. The Bible says that we're supposed to be like Christ. And yet why is it that some people cannot forgive? Cannot love? and yet they can sit in church, and they can hear sermons, and yet never allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to them and to bring them to conviction and to a change of heart. I think it's really important that we come to that place within our lives, that we understand that we only have one life to live, And yet so many parents and sons, daughters, uncles, aunts, cousins, nephews become bitter to one another, become just distant from one another. And yet they're going to die one day. And many of them. Miss all those years where they could have been fellowshipping, loving, caring, having fun with one another. And they end up at the end of their lives dying in bitterness and totally distant from their loved ones. Maybe you're here tonight. And you find yourself in that situation. I would pray that this little epistle will speak to your hearts to make things right before you die. Because it's really important that we understand that Paul, first of all, was a prisoner in Rome. And he had a friend by the name of Philemon. Philemon was a pretty a prestigious person. He had a lot of money. And at the same time, he was from Colossae. And at the same time, he had this runaway servant by the name of Aniphorus which had stolen from him and had run away and gone to Rome thinking he could get lost in the multitude of people. And nobody would ever know him there and he would never ever be caught. We have to remember that in Rome there were 60 million servants, slaves to Rome. And yet, Oniferous thought that he could go to Rome and he could actually get lost in the multitudes of people not knowing that the hand of God was upon Oniferous. And that Paul the apostle was there in prison and that God had put Paul in prison not just because of Oniferous, but at the same time we think how God led Oniferous to jail and there in prison, Paul got to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and he came to know the Lord. And yet, the details are not very clear here. But it appears that Oniferus robbed his master and then as he fled to Rome, hoping to be swallowed up by the multitudes of people, thinking nobody's going to get to know me here and I'm safe here. Think of how many people like Oniferous are hiding today in the multitudes of people. I know a young man that has not seen his brother in over seven years. Not even heard from him. Somewhere in America, they don't even know if he's dead. But he's somewhere in America and they don't even know where he's at. I mean, how can people do that? How can people get away from their loved ones and their friends and become so isolated in society and get lost in the multitudes of people and just become a number in the world and not care about anything or anybody else? And yet, this beautiful letter that Paul writes is born out of a pure heart of love as he's writing to Philemon about Oniphorus and what Oniphorus came to know Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And yet, in the providence of God, he meets Paul the apostle and is converted to Christ. Think of how many people like that that you and I know. That maybe they don't like us, maybe they're bitter towards us. But one thing surely we can do is we can pray for those people. Making sure that in my heart, your heart is right before the Lord so that God can hear our prayers. And once we begin to pray for these people, somehow, maybe you have a daughter or a son that are totally in the world. They don't know Christ. They're very rebellious to the point where they not only don't want to hear from you. They hate your guts right now. And at the same time, they've isolated themselves and their children and their family away from you. And all you can do is pray for them. That God would send someone to them. Or God himself could go to them and make things right before the Lord. Because if they don't, they will suffer the consequences in their lives. And I think this is so important as we read this epistle. That as Paul the Apostle writes back to Philemon, a beautiful letter, that we too would see the heart of Paul and the heart of God if we have someone in our lives like Oniferous that has become our enemy or maybe ripped you off. And then they fled from your house or fled from you and they've never really paid you back the money or they've done something against you. Are you willing to really forgive and forget? Because of God's love. If we're truly Christians, we have to do it. We really do. It's really important. I like what Martin Luther said. He said, all of us are oniferous. All of us should be oniferous. And we are. Before we came to Christ, we were just like oniferous. Stealing, lying, cheating, cheating. Bad-mouthing people, misjudging, doing all these things that the world does against a person. And I think of all the wives and all the husbands that not only before they came to Christ hurt each other. And when they come to Christ, sometimes it's very hard to forgive and forget what happened in the past. But yet the Bible says that if we are Christians, we need to put those things away and bury them once and for all. If God has forgiven you and erased every sin you've ever committed, then you think you're greater than God, not able to forgive when He's forgiving you everything? Very important to understand the forgiveness that God brings to us. Remember that in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, in the sixth chapter, He's talking about prayer. And He says that when a person goes to the temple, and you're bringing your sacrifice to the temple. And on your way to the house of the Lord, you remember that you have something against a person. Jesus said, leave your sacrifice. Go and make things right to make sure that your heart is right. And if they don't want to make things right, that's between them and the Lord. But then you can be set free and you can come at peace with God and make your sacrifice and be accepted by God. Otherwise you can't be accepted unless things are right before the Lord. Very important lesson for all of us, including myself. It's so easy not to forgive. And what do you do as a father as a mother when your child is taken from you through an accident but to murder? Very difficult time, very difficult place to be in. You really need the grace of God, you really need the love of God.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And be sure to join Raul for Straight Talk, a Bible-based program with guidance for a godly life. Tuesdays on Rawl's YouTube channel at 10 o'clock West Coast time. Now let's return to more of today's lesson, The Character of Christian Love.
0: And it's really important that we understand that if we are not close to the heart of God, And even if we are close to the heart of God, there are going to be times in our life we're going to need the grace of God. We're going to need the love of God. And if we don't start today forgiving, but we start keeping resentment in our hearts and unforgiveness. When that trial comes and that time comes, what will we do? When we don't really have the heart of God, it could destroy our lives and destroy other people's lives. We have to be very careful. And I could just feel in this letter the heart of Paul, the heart of Onesimus, the heart of Philemon, because you bet Philemon was pretty upset that this guy ripped him off, and in that culture, in that, that time, that servant, if he would ever to be brought back, you're to kill that servant. But Paul is saying, don't kill him, forgive him, and take him back. For he's profitable to you now more than ever before. Think about that. Restoring people. People that really are repentant. There are some people that you can't trust ever again. There are people like that. I know people like that. That even though they say, I'm sorry, you could never trust them. Because they don't have a good track record. You know that. You see? And it's really important. That when we hear the word of God and the word of God ministers to us, that we're open to the Holy Spirit to be able to learn these lessons because maybe you're young right now, you're not an old person, but you have a long time to live. You're going to be facing a lot of things in life. That's going to test you. That's going to test you. It could be cancer or one of your children can die or your parents or one of your children could be molested. Think about that. Or something could happen. And yet that's why we have the book of Job. So we can read Job's experience, what happened to him when he lost all of his family, including all of his daughters, all of his children, all of his wealth, except for he and his wife. And Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jehovah God. And then God allowed Satan to come and to tempt him even more. Imagine that. The testings of our lives into the day we die. We have to be prepared for life. Life is cruel. Life is very hurtful. But that's why we come to Jesus Christ. That's why we come to the Lord. Because the Lord is compassionate. He's loving. He's understanding And the Bible also tells us that God will protect us. And God will watch over us. And he'll never tempt you more than you're able to bear. Here Paul the Apostle now begins his letter. In chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. He says in the introduction, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy, our brother. I love this. Because here you notice that Paul... Is a prisoner not of Rome, but of who? Of Jesus Christ. Christ is the one that governs his life. And Christ should be the one that governs our lives. Paul automatically said in other letters, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Here he says, Paul, a bond servant. Here, a prisoner, a prisoner in jail, not. In chains because of Rome, but because I am a prisoner of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amazing. And yet he says, Timothy, our brother is with me. Timothy, that young minister, here he is, like a son to him, in Rome with him, comforting Paul. He was there in Rome with Paul in time of need. Paul was in prison for the sake And by the sovereign will of God, he was there not because he wanted to be there. It was God's purpose, God's sovereign will for Paul to be in prison. Why? Because Paul in prison every four hours was leading a actual Roman soldier to the Lord. God had him there. And eventually, Paul the apostle would lose his life by being beheaded with Caesar Nero. You would think Paul the apostle was such a great man of God. Why couldn't God release him and not have him die and live his long life? But why would Paul at 60-some years old would have to stand trial and then be commissioned by Caesar Nero to be taken out to the chopping board? And as he would go out there, he would put his head on the chopping block and they would cut his head off. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ. A prisoner of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May God teach us to be his prisoner of the Lord. Because if we're not prisoners of the Lord, we're prisoners of Satan. Prisoners of this world. Consumed hell by Satan and all the things that he has for people that serve him. And yet here Paul makes his introduction to Philemon by saying, look, I am a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy is our brother. And then he says to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer. Somehow Paul already had met Philemon because he tells us here Philemon was a a very wealthy man who lived in Colossae where the book of Colossians was written that letter. And was saved through Paul the Apostle. His name Philemon means friendly or loving. Friendly and loving. And here Philemon is going to go through a very hard trial. When his slave has stole from him. And he's left him. And he's fled over to Rome. And here Philemon is facing this very important issue in his life. And yet Paul, in his introduction to the letter, says, Philemon, he says, my friendly or loving friend, notice, and fellow laborer. He worked alongside with me. Paul was always lifting up people, never tearing people down. I think that's something that we need to learn from Paul. There are people that are always tearing down and never building up. There are those encouragers and there are those that are always rebuking and tearing people's lives down. And we need to be encouragers. There's a time to rebuke. But there's also a time when we can encourage people. Husbands encouraging your wives. Wives encouraging your husbands. Not always looking down on them and putting them down. But always lifting them up. You see? And that's what Paul always did. He always talked good of people that were his core labors. Those that worked alongside with Paul. And then he says to the, verse two, to the beloved Apia, and Apia here is literally, it is to believe that is Philemon's wife. Paul mentions her. And also his son, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in our house. Here is for the first time that we see also In the book of Philemon, they didn't have churches like we have today, buildings. But they met in their homes to have Bible studies, home fellowships. This Mm -hmm. is where the church used to meet in the early days. So here we have Philemon, his wife, his son, fellow soldier. He says, and to the church in your house, which means there were many other believers. He doesn't mention them. But they were in the house of Philemon where Paul was ministering to all these people. And then, of course, here's the standard greeting that Paul gives in all 13 of the letters. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. How beautiful. The twins of the New Testament, grace and peace. You cannot have peace before grace. Grace before peace. The unmerited favor of God that is given to us. When we come to Jesus Christ and we humble ourselves and we repent of our sins then the grace of God is given to us and the peace of God subdues our lives, which is so cool.
1: We hope today's teaching has been a challenge for you to seek healing and restoration and any broken relationships you might have in your life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Ronald Reese. To hear today's lesson again, just call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just ask for today's lesson, The Character of Christian Love. Well, in just a moment, we'll tell you how you can get this entire series. But first, here's our radio ministry director, Melinda Reese, with some very exciting news. Melinda? Yes, Jeff. Thank you so much. I just wanted to let everybody know that we are going back to the ark. The ark is in Kentucky, and I'm not sure if everybody is aware that they built an exact replica of the ark that they speak about in the Bible. And also, we will be visiting the Creation Museum, which is an experience in itself. We will be going April 11th through the 14th. So we just wanted everybody to save the date, and more information will come as we get closer. That is exciting, Melinda. Once again, the dates for that family trip to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum are April 11th through the 14th. Keep listening for more details. Now, as we've mentioned, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' entire 25-lesson love series available on an MP3 thumb drive. As you meditate on the Lord's unconditional grace, you'll see how urgent it is to show others the same mercy and forgiveness He's shown you. When you commit to this decision, God will give you the strength to follow through. So don't wait. Get in touch with us to purchase Roll's 25-message love series on MP3. To place your order, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And we'll send your flash drive for a gift of $25 or more. That's just $1 per lesson. Once again, the number is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. You're listening to this program because of the past generosity of a supporter. You can give the gift of Somebody Loves You Radio to someone else by making a contribution to this ministry. Everyone is tax-deductible and provides sound Bible teaching to tens of thousands of people every single day. Join us again next time as we continue our focus on the redemptive power of God's love. You'll find reassurance that in your suffering and trials, the Lord can help you experience healing and discover new purposes for your life. Here's Raul with a closing comment.
0: The grace and the peace of God. It is from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, it is through the grace of God that we find the peace of God. There are so many people today that do not have peace. So many people. People can't sleep at night because their conscience just eats them up. And it's so neat to be able to be a child of God and to think how God has forgiven us for so much, to be able to go home every night and to be able to lay your head on your pillow and to sleep like a baby because you know that you have God in your life. And that Jesus has forgiven you for every sin. And if you can't sleep because of your conscience. If you have bitterness. If you're hating someone. And you're judging or misjudging someone. Or you're holding something against them. Then how can you really have the peace of God in your life? You can't. Until you make things right. As Philemon will in this letter. There's no possible way you will ever experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. Very important. I am in love
1: with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.